Hey everybody, this is Katie. Wait a minute. No! no! Oh no! Stop! Keep going. I hate you, D. Scott. Oh my God! It's psychic on the scene with Katie. Tons of energy. That's our third start. <laughs> and tonight, I'd like to first say uh, thanks to D. Scott for being here tonight, thanks, and uh, welcome again to my co-host, the lovely and wonderful Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey everyone! And tonight we have a special guest. Vicki Armsby of the Divine Sisterhood, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, so like practically right off the plane from Sedona. Yes, yes. Just you're I practically think sparkling. She is. I, we're I like really feel like I'm glowing. It, yeah. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna start levitating any moment. <laughs> yeah, it was I a love fabulous it. trip. Fabulous. Oh, what? What? Just uh, that has nothing really to do with the show so much. But how did you get connected to going to Sedona? Well, it's really kind of an interesting story, which I think happens with a lot of people going to Sedona. It just became on my radar. Mm. I did not know why, but something was telling me, you should go to Sedona. I don't know anybody in Sedona, never been to Arizona. Mm. And I just started vocalizing it, talking about it. And a few friends were like, yeah, we should go, we should go. And then lo and behold, um, I had another friend who said, I'm thinking of going back. And wow. I said, I'm going. If you go, I'm, I'm going. So it just was a fluke like that. And mm-hmm. it was meant to be. before I even went, I knew I Talk was going Talk about manifesting. For, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. For sure, for sure. And I knew I was going for a purpose. Before I even booked the trip, I had um, this idea that when I went, it was all going to be about the heart, opening the heart, heart chakra, heart focus. I needed to bring hearts. And I'm thinking what kind of hearts am I bringing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But then I wound up getting crystal hearts and bringing them with me. And people were saying, are you bringing them back? Are you keeping them there? I don't know yet. (laughs) Exactly. I said, I don't know. I don't know. And um, I wound up asking people if they had any intentions they wanted me to set, prayers, whatever you want to call it. So some stayed in the Mesa vortexes of Sedona. Some were uh, meditated and prayed over and are back home. Oh, for amazing. people and right I, and know. i always know with my crystals or stones or things that when they need to be gifted um to someone They'll in need you know. it it literally just goes ah i know what i've got for yeah, you yeah so i have three sitting here to oh, my <laughs> to oh my, my god this is oh, so, so exciting um, so, i oh my do god, i'm gonna cry i, I need it i do and so the funny thing is i grabbed three of them and i went out with rose quartz crystals and um lapidolite lapidolite mm-hmm. and the rose quartz of course is all about self-love mm-hmm. and then the lapidolite is about um transformation and whatnot so I grabbed a handful out. These all went to all of the mesas, oh all God. of the vortexes. I'm living wow. vicariously through those Went stones. with me. And so, and then I set a little, I did a little Reiki. I did a little prayer and intention over them before I came. And this kind of pinkier pink heart is for you, Miss Katie. Um, if you will pass that can over to Katie. It? Yeah, you can touch it. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, throw it at her. Makes yeah. me love you more. It's beautiful. That is gorgeous, I love my little heart on. So I put, you got your little I got a little hard on. Put um, it in my bra. Yep. And so this one, um, which is a little more white than pink, but this was for you, Michelle. Oh, thank you. With special fun um, intentions and prayers and oh, and and good energy. And I then I have never you. met you, D. Scott, before. Oh. But this is so funny. Also, thinking of what we were talking about before, 
But I looked at this one and I'm like, yeah, if it comes up, I think this is meant for him. And when I looked at it, it kind of looks a little, it's all about transformation, but it looks like a little ET extraterrestrial. If you look (laughs) at it, take a peek. Oh, that's cool. It's got like a little face on it. It does. Turn it around. Oh, that's oh awesome. Gosh, E.T. is So here. all about empowerment, <laughs> self-love, and transformation. So there you go. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. That's that's a, what a great way to start the show. Oh, I'm, my gosh. That, needed that. Good. So talk to us about, um, you and I have been messaging back and forth. And we're always, you and I are always talking about manifesting and things just happening, just like you said about the trip. And you think, you know, I made that happen. And I know that that is a huge premise for not only you starting the Divine Sisterhood, every action or, or direction in your life that has been really kind of your your prayer, your meaning yeah. um, behind everything you do. So talk to us about that a little bit. Well, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, I think from a very early age, I would get this inner knowing of something that I was supposed to do and not really know why, mm-hmm. but kind of would jump into it. And just about eight years ago or so, I was teaching group fitness classes and teaching all kinds of classes, 14 classes a week or something like that. It was crazy. Um, But I started getting this voice, for lack of a better word, saying to me, you need to do like a 40-day challenge of connecting body, mind, and spirit. Mm. And... I kept thinking, what? These people are here to work out. They don't want to talk about, (laughs) you know, connecting to spirit or intention or manifesting or self-love. They just want to, you know, jump around and lose some weight and feel better. (laughs) Um, But it wouldn't go away. And so I put it out there and I wound up having about 35 women and men join this 40-day challenge. And um, from there, I realized overall, especially women had a hard time getting still no. and connecting mm-hmm. to something higher than themselves, That's but very also powerful. to themselves. I agree with that. And I think that wherever women are, um, not as much with men. men, men do have chatter in their heads, but once they learn the mechanism of how to turn the chatter off, they're better at meditation and they actually enjoy it mm-hmm. once they learn to I let agree. go, because right. it's about that fear of letting go. Women don't have as much fear about letting go, but they can't stop the chatter because their lives are so mm-hmm. busy. Right. And they've got you know, all the different things that are... That, they're responsible for the kids that we just were talking about out in the driveway here yeah yeah we were just talking about overwhelmed and their lives become something that they cannot recognize any longer oh Mm -hmm. my god yes especially at times of change in their lives whether Mm -hmm. it's empty nest or even just getting married or starting a relationship or ending a relationship Mm -hmm. and suddenly we stop we take a look at our lives and we say I don't know who I am. Where am I? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's scary. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you say, okay, connect to yourself physically, you know, exercise, do something, you make that decision and you start to go. It's Mm -hmm. easy. You know, I'm going to join a group. I'm going to do a video. I'm going to go for a walk, whatever it is. Um, The mind part, I just asked them to do something that made themselves happy. But the spiritual connection was about getting in touch with yourself and something higher to know what it is you are supposed to be doing on this Mm. planet in this time. And they couldn't. Oh, Across the board, they could not. Really? They did not want to get quiet enough to connect. Do you think they didn't want to or they just didn't know how? I think they didn't know how. And I think for a lot of people, and again, I'll say women in particular because it's primarily who I... um, 
work with mm-hmm. is they wear that busy badge of honor. You <laughs> you know, you ask anybody, how are you doing? You haven't seen the, oh, busy, busy, really busy. I'm <laughs> yeah. so busy. And when we get into that cycle of being busy, we just keep going and stop looking at, you know, where is my life going and what is it that I want? What is it that I want to manifest? And am I manifesting what I truly want or what is the expectation of somebody else on me? Oh, my God. And I think that that's enormous, whether I I kiddingly say that, you know, but I mean it, that women from the 80s, you and I had this conversation we're all taught to be good girls. Oh, yeah. That was mm-hmm. a that was a phrase from our parents. Nobody meant yeah. anything negative about it. They yeah. just said be a good girl. Be a good girl. Irish Catholic back, back, background. Right. Over Irish here. Catholic. Right. Yeah. All so of us. it was about doing if your parents said you're gonna go to the College of St. Rose, you're gonna do that. You mm-hmm. did that process. Mm-hmm. And if if anywhere in there you had some doubt or you deviated from the path, you carried such tremendous guilt that yeah. that even if it wasn't your path, we didn't have enough strength or voice or um, courage to be able to say, no, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get married now. I'm not going to have kids now. No, Whatever your choice was um, that was in opposition. Right. So I think that that's a biggie. And then when people get older, what I say to them is they'll say, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. And I'll say, I want you to think for a minute. And I want you to think back to who you were in junior high, oh, not high perfect. school. Yeah. And what did you want to be when you were in junior high? I do that too. Yeah. What, far different than what you were being tested out for or looking at colleges for in high school because mm-hmm. somebody told you when you're in junior high, nobody bothers you. You get to be a ballerina, you're that clean artist, slate. right? Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy, it, astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a what cowgirl. Ever. Yeah, I just um, I did right before I left for Sedona. I did a vision board workshop. Mm-hmm. At, at the space I saw and I'm doing another one this Saturday and one Ooh. of the things that we do in that workshop is it, it really is appealing back to not what do you want to do but how do you want to feel oh I like that how do you want to feel because people can say oh I want to travel more mm-hmm. well you know so you clip out a picture of a beach and put it on a thing no it's not about that what is it about traveling how is that make you feel you know what is it that that all boils down to and I do show a little video that I had found um, you know just when I was doing research for other things of little kids like five-year-old little kids when you ask them what do you want to be when you grow up it is this great imagination so you right. know like the first little guy is like I want to be a bubble master you know <laughs> um, and it's just I this cutest little thing and then fast forward to adults that are you know in their 60s and 70s and they're saying here I am you know I don't I still don't know what I want to be <laughs> right. because we get shoved into a box yeah of, of expectations And so really all of what Divine Sisterhood is about and the genesis of what started in that group fitness class was about stepping into your authenticity, being vulnerable to say sometimes, I don't know, this isn't what I thought, or maybe this is what I thought and I'm going to say so unapologetically. Because that's the other thing. But I also think there's a magic to the Divine Sisterhood, your groups, that you seem to bring people together mm-hmm. and if they don't even know who they are or what they want, they wind up meeting other 
people to help them on their journey. And more than more than once, we've yeah. talked over the last few years about people meeting and creating a new life based on some of these classes. True. They went for a, you know a vision board class, but they became best friends with the woman sitting next to them, and now they travel together. And now they well, it's I think it's it's about building trust and creating what I call sacred space. Mm-hmm. You know, it is this place that you can come into. You know, it's on River Street in Troy, but people come in and inevitably, and you, we laugh because yes. every time you come, <laughs> people start coming in the door and they're like, oh, oh it's so it nice. smells so good in here. It's a mini and Sedona. It's over, I like, think yeah. you created a mini has Sedona right there. Oh, thank you. You're that welcome. means a lot because it's I do. It's an amazing feeling. I do there. work really hard at keeping, um, keeping that intention of having it be a soft place to fall, mm. a safe place to gather where connections are made and that we build trust so that if I said, you know, if somebody came in and shared something with me in a coaching session, they know if I hand them off to somebody, whether it's, you know, for a clearing, whether it's for, you know, having something to do with sex, sexual intimacy, you know, the connections of people that I have, energy work, they know I'm going to pass them off to somebody who they'll be safe with. Right. And that's huge. You well, that's the big thing about your personality, yeah. too, about knowing who to bring together and um, people having trust in you specifically, not so much the bricks and mortar, but you specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you're giving off that energy. So as you've been manifesting your path, part of it is that you've become a different kind of leader than you probably ever perceived yourself as being. Oh, I ne- yeah, never. Now, which, this that started off in my living room. Yeah, I, know, I was there. Yeah, you came and did psychic development in my living room. Right, out in the middle of of Nowhereville. Yeah, in the beautiful country. Gorgeous country. Love, love, love love my my woods. Um, But yeah, what started in my living room with 12 women, I never thought that now going into my third year um, in this space, I took this leap of faith. And it was Mm. huge for me, you know. um, Open up a storefront or, you know, a place that's not in your home. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I I like to think I'm, you know, energetic and young, but I'm closer to 60 than I am to 50. Mm -hmm. And at that point in my life, you know, if I hung my hat on what everybody else expected me to do, right? I would not have that space. Amen to that. You know, I totally get that. No regrets. No regrets. And I and I always say, you know, I can do anything for a year. That's I can a good do anything point. I like you. that. You know, so make the leap, have the faith. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Just it just means you tried. you tried. And, you know, it was a good ride. And you manifested that. A lot of people will say to me from time, you know, from time to time, I've had several people say, oh, my gosh, you're doing what I want to do. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what? You know? And yeah. I realized the difference is is putting action behind the words. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all sit and say, oh, I'm going to write a book. Oh, I want to write a book. Oh, I want to have a podcast. Oh, I want to <laughs> open up. You know, you can say that for years. Right. But if you don't put the action behind it, you're not living words. an empowered life. I I remember when i mean i was having signs one was from janet tangway i think you know her um, oh janet's wonderful yeah Yeah. and she was one of those people that said are you following to me well i was still working at the chamber she said are you following the synchronicity in your life and i thought what made up word is that (laughs) what's this hoo-ha all about and i was like what and she's like that's when the right people the right circumstances things are being brought into your path over Mm -hmm. and over again so that you get the aha moment Mm -hmm. and that's exactly within that week of her saying that to me I had 
people over and over again calling me at my day job saying, when are you going to you know, be a psychic full time? And I kept thinking, that's madness. Why are these people all doing this in the same way? Right. And, <laughs> and why would anybody think that you would be doing that for a living? And then I was like, oh. That wasn't the choice. One of the yeah. choices in high school when you had a yeah right when you went to your boxes. guidance counselor. Right. They said, right. "Do you want to be the next Sylvia Brown?" They did not. No, they didn't come up with that when you did the Iowa testing. Um, well, it, you know that brings up another point. That's the other thing is people start. I find comparing themselves to other people. Like yeah. you know, I want to be the next Sylvia Brown, or I want to be the, the no. We're all who we are, Unique. and we all have our own gifts. And there could be you know fifteen different psychics having a podcast, they're all going to be different. And that's the beauty of it. And that is the beauty of it. And you find out who resonates with you. So that's the other thing about not being in competition with others. And I think the competition, at least with the psychic stuff, it really cuts down on how effective you can be as a psychic because your ego gets in the way of your psychic ability. Yeah. And then, boom. Yeah. And and that goes across the board with anybody. If if you're always operating out of ego, you're always going to be banging your head against the wall because that's not what it's about. It's connecting to something higher. And, you know, if you lose that, what I call heart focus, Mm, that's a great word for it, always acting and living out of love, compassion, acceptance of one another, building one another up. you know, that is great. Then life is good. But when you're in competition, in the fight or flight, in the fear of I need to have more than her, I have more followers, more this, more like, you know, X amount of pounds, you know, for women lose this amount. No, no. Then, you know, you're always struggling. I keep people as a as a kind of a goal, I or I have people that you know obviously that are my idols, or and then some of them have nothing to do with spiritualism, like, yeah. right? And but they're they're my goal, yeah. And I I kind of always have them as my watch, like that's where you're trying mm-hmm. to attain or that feeling. So we had Helena not that long ago, life coach, and she said it's your soul goal, yes. And yeah. it's that how it makes you feel. It's the same thing. So I have some of those, but I always remember from school. Um, had a great um, health teacher, Mr. Kralovic, and he was a coach, um, I believe, at Albany SUNY. Mm. Um, but he would always say, you don't need to be looking to the person next to you. You're going to lose the race if you're looking side to side. You keep Ooh. looking straight ahead. Yeah, And keep it, and it kept goal. me always thinking, I mean, that was high school, it always kept me thinking about that, that you don't look side to side mm-hmm. when you're trying to create your life. You're trying to create right. your dreams. You keep looking Look ahead. I uh, did a pa- you know, learned how to paddleboard, you know, standing on oh, the wow. little thing. Oh, wow. I love doing yeah. it. I so, love it. But it's similar that the guy said to me, he said, hey, do you want to learn how to? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> what are, you know? I'm game. And um, he said to me, always look to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. If you look side to side or you look down, you're going to fall. fall. You're going to falter. But Ooh. if you're looking forward to where you want to go, that's how you get there. Wow. And there it is, and a paddleboard. Yeah, on a paddleboard. But it's amazing. profound. It's, you know, yeah. that's what we do in life too. If you're always looking back at all the mistakes and all the regrets, that's where you live in mistake and regret versus manifesting what it Are is you, you want hearing to hearing that? Into. Do not keep looking back. Yeah. Mistakes and regret. I love that. I say that a lot, it seems, in readings and t- talking to certain family members. Don't let that. Define bit of the past, you. yeah, hold yeah. you, define you. If you don't let it go with that person, they still own a piece of you. Mm-hmm. Do you want that? Yeah, it's like no. You want your pieces all together to move forward. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, if, is if you were coaching or talking to somebody, where would you tell somebody to begin with manifesting their their dreams or their goals? 
I think first and foremost, it's getting quiet. Yes. It's be getting still. Yeah. Be still and know. Right. That's really what for me it all boils down to because of the chatter and um, the chatter even in our own mind. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people will do, I have found in coaching people, they get this idea and they're really psyched about it. And you can even take it to an outfit. You know, you get yourself dressed in the morning. You're thinking you're looking pretty good. You go out. You're feeling all powerful, mm. um, empowered. And somebody looks at you and go, what, what are you wearing that for? Or, oh, Katie, you look tired. Oh, and uh, that's suddenly, a great one, right? right? Doesn't and, ruin your day like that. <laughs> yeah. and sud- I am tired, motherfucker. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> and suddenly you're second guessing everything. So it takes the air right out. It takes the air right out. So your idea or the thing that you want to manifest, you have to be grounded in that, knowing that that comes from your passion, your heart, and it keeps you moving forward. Mm. Um, Because if we didn't do that, if people didn't do that, we wouldn't have these great artists that we have now. You know, there was another quote that I had found about uh, Picasso. Um, that Picasso's mother would say to him things like, you know, if you were in the army, you'd be a general. And if you were this, you would be that. And if you would, you know, always, oh you know, gosh. and he said, but instead I painted and I became Picasso. Oh, Ooh, right. That's right. phenomenal. So, yeah. So I think that's the first and foremost is getting still and listening and then um, vocalizing it into the universe, you know, mm. putting it out there putting it out there and then making small steps. You know, it's like I say, Mm -hmm. it's like running a marathon. You don't wake up one day, even if you're fit, you don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to run the marathon. Right. You start training, Training. taking small steps. And then you look back and go, wow, look at how far I've come. Even if it is like starting, you know, the business and opening the and, and where I am, like sometimes, you know, you can get wrapped in all the fear of ah, pay the rent and do yeah. this and are people signing up for the workshop. But if I if I'm in that energy, that's what it becomes versus wow. look at how far <clears throat> I came. Right. You know, have you found um, just by you with your own goals manifesting going forward that you've collected people or, or kind of gotten a following or have you like shed a lot of friends or purged a lot of friends or people professionally <sighs> I think both I okay think, you know I think both I agree with that in my own life yeah I think it's um you know when you step into your truth if it looks different than how you've lived for x amount of years people start going who who are you who what are you doing that's usually fear-based yeah you're not meeting my needs of you that i have yeah or it's like suddenly you know we're not in the same circles it's not Mm -hmm. that i don't care for you love you you know Mm -hmm. um and it can be within families even Mm -hmm. you know that you you wind up saying ah you know when i'm around you i'm not feeling so good about Mm -hmm. myself i love you it's old data i got old stuff and you know I don't fit in that mold anymore of what your expectations are of me. Um, and then you find your tribe. Yes. You know, you find your people that resonate with you that help to build you up. If you're hanging around with people that suck your energy away, mm-hmm. make you feel like, Ugh, you know, you're with the wrong tribe. Right. You, you have to find the people that build you up and that are your own personal cheerleaders. And it's so liberating when you let go of those. And sometimes it's hard because you're in like family units, <laughs> you know, and people will suck you dry. And then you finally get into a group and it's like, oh, 
I don't need to paddle upstream anymore. Right. right. The flow is just taking me into yeah. wonderful places and it, it feels good. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to paddle upstream. I, I would say to my kids, you know, we're salmon swimming upstream. There we don't have times. to go, yeah. you know, and we'd be at, uh, you know, SPAC or concerts or whatever, and my youngest would start going, bah, bah, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's like sheep. Everybody are going to the same small path. We can cross the grass right over here and get to our car much quicker. But we have that sheep mentality right. to kind of follow the herd. Um, but even in my work life as well. As I've opened this business and some of the workshops mm-hmm. that I do, you know, it's create, created a little, you know, raising of eyebrows from some people that don't necessarily vibe with, you know, talking about crystals or energy or angels or mm. whatever, you know, or so that just that's their stuff. I can't get trapped into all of that. Right. I, that is so true. Um, when you are doing your work, do you have you? Are you waiting for the people or the ideas to come to you for these workshops or does it all of a sudden, you know, go, ah, you like I wake up and go, I need to have a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, like I I will get something that will come across my mind like, um, you know, we did a Feed Your Soul series. And I just was like, feed your soul, feed your soul. Oh, feed your soul. Oh, feed your soul. Feed your soul. (laughs) So I actually partnered for a while. um, And I think we're going to try and do something else again in the spring or early summer. um, That was with a chemist and nutritionist, Patty Murphy, who is wonderful. And she kind of brought the nutritional end of things where I brought more the spiritual inner knowing side of things. You know, we did everything from... um, where our food comes from and how we feed ourselves. And um, is that really feeding our soul? Or are we standing in front of the refrigerator saying, I'm hungry, there's nothing to eat. And mm. you have a refrigerator full of food. Oh, you know? right. So we did that kind of thing. And um, then I was, you know, I wanted to do something with angels. And of course, then, you Jake know, the Paul. fabulous Jake <laughs> Paul, who I love. You know, he's a regular coming. And of course, you, Katie, too. Um, mm-hmm. So... My workshops that I do, I'll get an idea, I'll get a title, I'll put it out there, and then I figure it out. It's not like I have all the material. I usually get the title. Like I'm doing right now, one that's on the books is um, um, uh, Following the Yellow Brick Road, or Lessons Learned Along the Yellow Brick Road. Nice. So we're using characters from The Wizard of Oz and how they're going to give us messages in our lives today. What that looks like, I don't know quite yet, but... You know, that's, I, <laughs> love that. it's, yeah, it's, I love that. I love that. I love that analogy. I had a um, opportunity a few years ago. I did a taping, and um, one person led to another of saying, "You know who you should have for the taping for the sizzle reel is this this crew of motorcycle." this club so i go and it was uh, to, to say it was a little like intimidating at first <laughs> well they all wound up being absolute sweethearts so mm-hmm. when i wrote them the thank you and i sent them crystals and stuff i did it as writing from dorothy to um the tin Aww. man and yeah to scarecrow and um nice. and because they they were so special and so important in my path um along my journey to this day i still hold them very close to my heart so and i think as people you know as you meet people and people you trust like i've had several different people who have said oh you should really meet 
so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Diane was one, Diane Foster, who is an um, amazing energy practice, she practitioner, is. amazing. And, you know, people kept saying to me, you should meet her. And then they were saying the same thing to her. You should meet Vicki. And we finally met and we've done a few different workshops together as well. But we became great friends, mm. you know, and it's it's these connections that you realize you've been connected. She's always the one before. on Facebook, by the way. Anytime I'm feeling that there is a disruption in the universe and it doesn't feel right and I can't correlate it with anything from Alex Bradley like in in the astrology Mm -hmm. I will look at her stuff and it's usually because she's spot on about Schumann's resonance yeah oh yeah and I'll and she'll have it post and I'll be like oh that's dang I forgot about (laughs) Schumann's resonance yeah yeah and I'll look it up and it's like peaking all that time that we're feeling the funk we're you know messaging messaging each other do you feel like everything's off balance yeah it it just knocks us for a loop and but then when you see that there's a cause and yeah. effect then yeah. and oh, okay. she's the one she, she's great at that yes yeah. solar flares or earthquakes yeah. or you know and 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 even things like full moon new moon all oh, of yeah. that and if you don't if you're not if that's not on your radar you think you're you're a you're little going crazy. crazy yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> or everybody else around you is going crazy that you're still trying to walk the you know the yellow brick road and everybody else is acting like they're on acid yeah yeah uh, seriously <laughs> So it's putting all, for me, it's all about putting all the spices in the spice spice rack. You know, that's my other thing I say is that, you know, we all have tools that Mm -hmm. we use and it's like adding to your spice rack. And do you Mm. always want cumin? No. No. But if you're making chili, you're really glad (laughs) that you have cumin in your spice rack. This is probably a little off topic, but you did a huge, um, actually giving this year, um, of, of giving back to the community on a lot of different levels that seemed to come together for you um, really quickly with support. Can you talk to us about that? Because I really feel like that's a huge component of gratitude, of attracting mm. things in your life. It's not off back. topic at all okay. because it's, it is something that um, came <laughs> to me. Um, it's something that has always been on my radar, but it's become a huge part of divine sisterhood and right. women's empowerment. And I believe that empowered women empower others. Oh, yeah. Because absolutely. we can't sit from this place of privilege and talk about, you know, all of this stuff and then start feeling better and just go on our way. We have to give back. Mm-hmm. So um, I started this summer what I call the Compassionate Acts of Service Initiative. And I wanted to give back to the community in a way. And this really, I think, was divinely orchestrated as well. Um, I was very, very close um, to Sister Monica Murphy, who died tragically this summer. And I had spent a lot of time with her over the past year. And, you know, talking about giving back and service and... um, she was a huge mentor to me from the time I was in high school. Aww. And she was a person who literally showed up at Divine Sisterhood to surprise me, you Aww. know, one day and four so hours later, you know, we're having tea at the Whistling, whistling Kettle, uh, you know, and I was with her the week before she was killed and, <sighs> and um, 530 in the morning in the kitchen talking to her about life and Aww. And all of that. And I was talking to her about these ideas because I did a lot of service in high school and giving back. So I was just trying to wrap my head around it. And probably a week after she died, I, I swear it was like I heard her talking to me. Yeah. And then some friends of hers had come up to me at her uh, memorial service and said, you know, Monica was so proud of you. And, um, you know, you're you need 
to, to keep doing what you're doing. It's great stuff. Mm. So I wanted to choose things that I felt passionate about. Mm-hmm. And one was um, giving back to women in shelters, specifically mm-hmm. domestic violence shelters. Oh. Um and I hear from a lot of women who it might not necessarily be um, physical abuse or emotional abuse, but they're in a situation where they can't get out, mm-hmm. um, right. whether it's for financial means or whatever. Couple on top of that, whether it's a physical or an emotional abuse, you know, it's, it takes a lot of courage for these women to flee and mm-hmm. often with their kids. And now they're in a shelter with nothing. Right. And, um, I had reached out to a few people I knew um, and asked, how do we do this? You know, what what do they need? And the biggest thing for the domestic violence shelters was that resonated with me is that the person I was talking to from Unity House said, they just need to feel like women. They need to feel pretty. They need to feel beautiful. They need to feel loved. And I'm like, we can do that. We can do that. (laughs) You know, so... um, I put something out there on Facebook, on the, you know, Divine Sisterhood New York Facebook page, and I said, I'm thinking about doing this, and let's collect makeup and candy and pocketbooks and put them all in a nice pocketbook. It was phenomenal, the feedback I got, and we still have. It's an ongoing initiative, so I have Amazon wish lists for, you know, domestic violence, Um, and then we did a baby shower for the women who had babies in the shelter, so we collected diapers and formula and all that. wonderful. And then the other piece, which I'm very um, passionate about, is inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And so it was to support the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. who have been abandoned, basically, by their families um, or friends for who they authentically are. And I had attended a safe space workshop about, I don't know, five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And the person who was facilitating that had said something that haunted me to this day, that at any given time, there were 15 to 20 young adults living at SUNY Albany who were members of that community because they couldn't go home. They couldn't oh my go. God. They can't go home because they've come out and um, it's it's not a good place for them. So they don't have a cookies at Christmas yeah. oh and God. gifts. And So I had reached out to um, a couple of organizations and for confidentiality, of course, you know, you know, it was... It, Of course, you know, and I said, you know, I want to make sure that anybody who's involved with this is properly vetted. You know, we we want to make sure that they're safe, they feel safe, but we don't have to know them. That's what I said. But I have a powerful pack of women and then men Mm -hmm. who stepped forward and said, you know, I have friends or family members who are in the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community and we love them and I can't imagine not loving them. Right. So I said, we want to give them cookies, homemade cookies at Christmas, or we want to give them a gift. And so that initiative went out and we wound up, um, they did a survey at SUNY Albany to see who would be interested in being part of this. Um, Would they like, I call it compassionate care packages. Um, Would you like a compassionate care package at Christmas or your birthday? 40. 40 kids came forward. And I got that number and I thought oh my gosh and then I just put it out there and I said hey let's do this and it was overwhelming it was overwhelming we had three carloads of things um, that we brought uh, for the holidays and 
they want to keep you know in contact with us you know whether it's exam time or you know showing up at a I don't know a soccer I think it's, game I think it's amazing concert. I yeah. really do I, I and obviously I, I put that out there um, myself for you you and did I, I just, and I thank you for that but I, I just I think that it's such a great idea and you know if I you know when you're at home and you're in your own lane uh, a lot of times people forget about other people that people are alone or, or yeah. you know yeah. and um, people keep it quiet too because it is something you know regardless of the group because even talking about this I would be out to lunch with somebody and they'd say oh you know I missed your you, that thing you were doing for domestic violence and I really do want to give to that and I said it's not a one and done unfortunately it mm. would be nice if it was but it's right. ongoing and then they divulge my ex tried to kill me twice right you know or something like that oh all the time and 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 i'm like oh oh, oh my gosh you know it happens i know exactly what you're talking about that the true confessions where somebody is almost waiting to Mm -hmm. talk to you about having an opportunity um uh, with those kind of situations where they've seen i've i've done work with whatever in the community and and they come forward and it is shocking yeah it is shocking unbelievable and even at uh workshops that i've done you know just out in the community it would be on a topic totally different and and something might come up about lgbtq and i would share something and you know, people would come up to me afterwards. And Mm. it was, you know, it's just so heartwarming because they're waiting for the opportunity to have a safe space. And, you know, um, people that would come up and say, you know, oh, my my granddaughter is gay and, you know, she's struggling. And, Mm -hmm. you know, could you share with me what you just said so I could send that to her? And people don't have the words always. Right. So even if they support, they don't know exactly what to say. And not saying anything is saying a lot. Yes. Ooh, that's some pretty. People don't say anything. Boom! You're afraid look at you. Drop the mic. Yeah. Holy, <laughs> drop the mic. Look at you coming exactly. back to Sedona with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> She's like on fire. I know. I that's am. it. So, what else would you recommend for people and and your philosophy? What are, What are some of your other thoughts, Vic? Um, stop complaining. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I stop. So I can't stand in the parking lot with Michelle and bitch for fun. <laughs> well, venting, that's different. No. Venting is different. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it's like that energy that you put out there of, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job, mm. I hate my job. And you're like, repetitive blah. Yeah. yeah. Then do something. About right. It. Do something Agreed. Else. You know, do something Make positive. Make those steps. Make the change. Um, I think that's. A big part of it. Um, the other thing is setting healthy boundaries. Mm, mm-hmm. I think to really live an empowered life, you have to set healthy boundaries and be unapologetic about that. Well, there's a yeah. there, and I agree with this. If you start to make a mental spiritual shift, it does create. It starts to create boundaries, anyways. Mm-hmm. But you will start Intention. to see. Yeah people around you either you're seeing them differently and i don't mean in a jaundiced way but that you maybe don't connect anymore or you're hearing things that you didn't hear previous and then you start to it manifests all on its own you start to have a different crew around you sometimes you have to be alone for a little bit too that's fine yeah (laughs) and that gets to that part of being still and being okay with being alone right you know being your own cheerleader you know, so setting those boundaries, whether it be um, I need alone time, whether it be no, I'm not going to hang out 
here. It's not because I don't want to hang out with you. It's just I happen to be tired and mm-hmm. I, I, I just need some rest. And you don't need to make excuses. I ha- no. I'll tell you an interesting um, story. Back when I was married, I um, there was one group of women. Every time we'd go to dinner, I knew them, but I didn't know them really well. But every time we'd go to dinner, they were all about the negativity in their marriages. Mm. They went on and on. So you get trapped and going, yeah, he does this, yeah, he does that. And and then I thought to myself, all this is becoming is a bitch fest. So I did a psychological test. The next time I talked or saw these women, they'd start to go on and on. They go, how are you doing? And I go, oh, great. You know, he he made dinner. He did this. And Mm. they go, oh, guess what? I didn't get invited anymore <laughs> because I wasn't part of that that circle. You were, you were now you know, obviously, it's right. right. I was putting in different energy. I wasn't part of the clan, mm. um, but I just I couldn't waste my time right that on that. So whether it has to do with your job or just life in general, that putting the energy into that, that's so much more effort than just Ugh, to find boring. whatever the positive is or move on. Yeah, and it's the energy that you put out is what you attract. Right. So if it's all that, you know, (laughs) you know, then that's what you're going to have around you versus, you know, love, light, happiness, uh, joy, all of that. Um, The other thing I think that's really important is to ask yourself a a couple of questions. One, am I happy? Mm. Mm. How many people actually ask themselves that, I wonder? And I ask that when I go out to do speaking engagements. Or to do workshops. And the majority of the time, if you ask somebody, are they, are you happy? They usually will say, yeah, I guess I'm happy. I mean, there are people better than, uh, better off than I am. There are people worse off. So, yeah, I guess so. It's, yeah, I'm okay. But we're not supposed to just live our lives of okay yeah, right. and mediocrity. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to really do what makes us happy. Mm. Agreed. Do what makes you happy with no regrets. Right. You know, just go for it. Life is short. And the <laughs> other thing I'll say is if nothing else was to change in your life, would you be happy? Yeah, uh, that's a biggie. Mm. That's a huge one. Yeah. I, I and I've you and I have talked about this before in readings when I'm talking with somebody and they're talking about a relationship that they're in, mm-hmm. I'll say, I want you to just think about this for a second. Can you do this, whether it's the job or the relationship, for another six months? And they might go, mm. like, yeah, yeah I could. I so. And then I'll go, think about this energy right now, two years from now. Can you do it another two years? Their whole bodies slump. Yeah. And, mm. and, and you can see, like, oh, hell no, no. I'm not doing that job. I'm not staying in that negative relationship, whatever it is. But I think it's a great mental exercise, what you're talking about, because if you put it to a person that way, if you can't see the end of any time that's a trial, that's I think it's a way your soul grows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, if you say, well, it's only going to be three months or it's going to be a short duration or I'm co- going through a health crisis, I'm going to get better. But if you think it's a forever and this is as good as it gets, well, you better be pouring in all kinds of joy to that. You better be the mm-hmm. master of your ship. Because right. Exactly. And, you know, the other part is I think sometimes people get trapped in that, what we were talking about before, of the negative, the negative, the negative. Mm. And then they can't get out of that spiral. Yeah, I agree with that. And so to stop and say, hold on a second, you know, you're really okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you you are okay. You are enough. 
And I had somebody come back to me recently and said, we were doing coaching sessions and she was coming frequently. And, you know, she came back to me and she's like, you know, you said something the last time we were together. And she's like, I am enough. I am enough right here, right now. You know, if you are, that's great. Most of us are. But we are in competition with mm. always trying bigger, better, right. you expectations. know, more expectations. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's huge to take the time to get quiet, be still, to ask yourself those, those questions. Am I doing what I want to be doing? Am I happy? Am I making a difference in the lives of others? Mm. That's what makes me right. the happiness. The yeah. happiest, I really believe so. Yeah. When you make that change and that shift in a person, when you bring it about in any way, shape, or form, it's just the best the best thing. Yeah. And to make them know that they are worthy. Well, somewhere in, in our, I don't know, transition or decades, you could probably look at the history of it. But, you know, we're, we started mostly as tribes. Everything had mm-hmm. to do with, you know, if I have something, I give it to you. Like it was everything was shared to, yeah. to some degree as you're building. But it was about that feel good because you, you held a component that helped others with whether, you know, in your community, wherever you were. People don't do that anymore. They no. get it I and think they hide it's it. starting to shift, though. I, think I do, too. I agree you know, with that. And, and sometimes it has to get so bad <laughs> and so shaken up that, you know, we realize we do have to shift things. We do have to rise up and we have to be a voice for those that don't have a voice. And we can make a change, you mm-hmm. know. And even when we look at our planet, you know, you talk about things that are happening, earthquakes <laughs> and fires and all of that. You know, I'm really about connecting with mother nature as well mm-hmm. and she's hence throwing the tri- us some hints yes <laughs> yeah. the, the trip to sedona yeah they're, mm. they're we're getting some hints like wake up and you know it's a fiery time and fire mm. brings transformation it's not always comfortable but fire brings transformation yes change we need yeah. what else girl what else do i want to tell you um uh i actually uh, wrote down this quote that i had found okay and i think kind of speaks to what um, attacked by that microphone regularly um (laughs) it was a martin luther king quote which i think is uh, appropriate since we're taping this today on martin luther king day but he said use me god show me how to take who i am who i want to be and what i can do and use it for a purpose greater than myself and i think that's really Mm. what it's about it's, it's about transformational. Yeah, accepting every bit of every part of us, the good, the bad, the ugly, not getting caught up in in the regrets and looking out for one another, building one another up. Um, yeah. And that's what Beautiful I quote. try to do. I do love that. Yeah, quote. yeah it is, that's lovely. I, I think you're uh, spot on. What other what are some of the classes if you if you can list through some of your classes and things that are coming up this year for you guys? OK, let me see if I can remember what's coming up. Um, <laughs> Uh, we are doing, we're continuing to do uh, collaborative work with Jake, Jake Paul on Angels. Mm. We have one coming up on um, Love is in the Air. So oh, connecting to the heart chakra and um, angel love and all of that. So we're doing that. Love it. Um, and of course, that comes back with all the heart Sedona stuff and heart vibe and all of that. Uh, we're doing the vision board workshop. We are doing- explain vision board just quickly. I know, and I heard one of the podcasts where people were, you know, ratting on the the, the that. vision board thing. <laughs> I I know. Okay, but again, I come back to say, um, 
if it's just ripping pictures out of a magazine and plopping them on and saying, I want to go on a cruise, you know, that's that's kind of a 3D thing. But I can give you examples of uh, over the last few years of vision board things where when I really took the time to choose a picture, choose a quote of how it made me feel. Yes. And tapping into you know, whatever it is, however you get your messages. For me, it's all kind of in the gut. If I Mm. feel it in the gut, you know, I know I'm supposed to go with this. So it might be a picture of um, a person walking through the woods. And I like it, but I don't know why I'm putting it on my vision board. (laughs) And I put it on my vision board. And lo and behold, I'm at Pyramid Lake on a retreat with women. Oh, right. I look at that where I'm standing, and I said to the woman that's list, that's standing there with me, "Holy crap!" Look at and this. <laughs> she's like, "What? What?" And I said, "Can you just take a visual snapshot here, and I'm going to take a shot with my phone of where we're standing and what we're seeing." And I said, "When I get home, I'm going to take a picture of my vision board and send it to you." I have never, be- I had never been there before. Right. Never kayaked out to this place on this mm. little deserted island that you can kayak out to. Sounds amazing. It was the exact picture. You're kidding wow. me. That was That's on amazing. my vision board. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so, so what you're saying is I should put John Cena and Jason Momoa on my vision you board. You should. Vision board. My, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should, and you should think of it in a positive light. Not the, that it's impossible, but but also part of that is what is it about them and how it makes you feel? Because you could be cutting Girly. off. <laughs> you could be cutting off other stuff that's going across your oh path. Everybody every keeps saying, bed. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yes, I yeah. know. So I like how you talk about vision boards because when I've seen other people doing them, it's, it's like a collage. But yes, when you talk about it, it's like a roadmap. A it spiritual is a roadmap. roadmap. And I love that. And I'm going to go home and do one. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a soul expansion board mm-hmm. you know another way of putting it um you so know, we will you, not diss on that i did not diss it but i think that's a great <laughs> way to put it is it has more feeling to it rather than just pretty pictures yeah i did put and, and even if you do happen to put a pretty picture on it okay. and you don't know why it'll come around it often comes around i the, the couple of years ago i don't know why i wanted to put this 20 dollar bill picture of a $20 bill on my vision board but, but I you felt like, yeah, it I felt it I'm gonna put it on I'm not kidding you so many times I was like ah oh, I need to stop gas but to get, get gas I don't have any money I'm and then I open up my wallet there's a $20 bill oh my god oh wow or I'm in the store and I'm just like oh I, I need to pick up oh, oh no I don't have any cash on me and I want to charge put my hand in my pocket $20 bill so this, this year this past year I put a hundred dollar bill <laughs> all right <laughs> oh I like that yeah. idea too so far yeah Yay. so far you know and I um so that's that's one of the things but um what else are we doing we have um we have uh, book clubs that we do where we are, mm. you know, reading books that empower women. We've done some Brene Brown. We did the, you know, You Are a Badass kind of book. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jen Sincero, which was I great. love her. Yeah. Um, we are doing the um, Following the Journey on the Yellow Brick Road. Um, we've done the Cup of Life, half empty, half full. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of different things. And I'm always adding to it. So right. whether you go to do the website, which is DivineSisterHoodNY.com, um, or on Facebook, which is either me, Vicki, V-I-C-I-C, Armsby, or Divine Sisterhood NY, and just like the page. Right. Um, so we're always adding 
to things. Manifesting, we do things on empaths and feelings and setting that boundaries. That was a big one you were doing last year. I saw yeah. that a couple times. Yep, that's, yeah. And I think that's huge right now because people are feeling it. They're having this, the um, empaths being so overwhelmed, mm-hmm. whether it's kids in school or, you know, people in their regular lives, they can't figure out why on a day-to-day basis, you know, they're having anxiety and panic, and so much of it has to do with being an empath. Right. And and knowing what is yours and what's not yours. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Um, that's, that's, that's the big one right there with empaths. I mean, if it's an energy that is being directed at you for a reason, that's one thing. But if you're just picking up the waves of the earth that are not related, it's overwhelming. And to be able to start to differentiate between the two, I think that's life and death sometimes for those of us who are sensitive. Right, right. And I do, you know, and I am offering some things like right before the holidays, I did the Mary, did you know? Yeah, there definitely is a, you know, a spiritual component to a lot of the work that I do. Um, It's not a religious component. And that was one thing that was told to me. Um, that I was going to have a hurdle with the name of my business because people were going to think it was some kind of religious group, which it's it's and not. And we have guys that come there too. So even yeah. though it's the divine sisterhood, how many times have we had husbands and oh, boyfriends right. all come yeah. to the classes? So Yeah, and now with, you know. <laughs> Jeff DeMarco comes to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've got, you know, with Jake doing the angel stuff yeah, too. Right, right. You know, we've got guys coming to that. That's um, And uh, definitely they're showing up big time and I you know I the men are showing up big time for the compassionate acts of service I love that you know that's great. which which is huge and so really? that's that's becoming a larger piece of this puzzle um, I'm going to be doing some workshops uh, in the cat skills this yes spring. that's right yeah um, so that's kind of in the works that now she's wonderful the cat skill yeah energy yeah so I'm really excited um, and I'm just you know I'm, I'm putting one foot in front of the other I will be back. Um, I got to send you dates, but I'll be back teaching classes. Um, It's one of my favorite places to come and uh, be with you. I cannot thank you enough for tonight, for sharing your time fresh off the plane from Sedona. Yay! Heart focused and heart focused with our our gifts. So (laughs) I appreciate it. And anybody else, again, um, you can find Vicki Armsby at the Divine Sisterhood and you can go to her website or Facebook page. Um, And we are going to be in February. We're talking tonight about our shows. We're going to probably have Jake back and uh, before Valentine's Day. And we're going to talk about love, love potion charms. number nine. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some things to do with... so we're going to talk a little bit about love attracting love (laughs) for valentine's day and um at the end of the month because we're going into mardi gras let the good times roll um i'm going to be talking a little bit about voodoo yeah so um and the practice of voodoo (laughs) one thing that i do want to mention before we go is that remind me of the things coming up um and the whole love is in the air um every february 13th i do a galentine's day that's you do right so it's celebrating female friendships Mm. um but for this particular um event it is also a drop-off day for compassionate acts of service oh it is so that if you want to drop off something that's on the list Mm. or make a financial donation um, we're going to be there and have all kinds of 
fun stuff to You always have a great crowd for that, too. Yeah. Vicky, I think you truly are a midwife to souls is what I'm feeling. Oh, my gosh. You you don't even know. You don't even know what (laughs) happened at Sedona, this whole thing about midwifery. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Picking up her vibes over here on the side of the table. Yeah, did a soul retrieval while we were there. you did? Yeah. Oh, those are amazing. Yeah, and there was a lot of uh, midwifery, love, compassion. That's what I pick up from you. Womb kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Womby, I'm feeling womby. Always good when you say womb. Steve Scott goes. I know exactly. Like everything shriveled. Yeah, yeah. Womb. But I thank you very much for having me oh, and giving me the opportunity. So appreciate. I, and I and my you. relationship with Vicky goes back to yeah. like 2006. Yeah. Wow. Um, starting in her living room, uh, first doing group readings, and then she's like, "Why don't we have a class here?" And then having yeah. women come there and since then i've you know fallen oh in gosh, love with so, so many of those women <laughs> kathy and i can't stand each other yes yes and, and <laughs> no, it's just so much fun so much yeah. fun and i i'm so appreciative of you continuing continuing to support the work good energy that I'm doing. girl that's why Aww, thank you make you. me you make my life easy and Aww, it's fun to be you. with you and and i love you so you and kathy and the whole rest of the group there. Oh, you and kathy stop it already. i know <laughs> get a room right that's what i keep saying <laughs> yeah, i love her so thank you again Vicky, thank so you. much thank for being you. here tonight. As always, Michelle, thank you so much. Yay. D. Scott, thank you so much for being <laughs> awesome and being here. And uh, again, thank you to all our listeners. Please yeah, thanks, share guys. us, like us, subscribe. And until next time, and we'll be talking about love. See you then. Bye. Bye.